bald and blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene, know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. Hello everybody, this is Kathy Take, the Bald Warrior from Down Under in Australia. Happy to be here with you again. And with me, of course, is Daisy Pat from Florida Keys. Hi Daisy, how are you? Hello, my dear friend down under in Tomorrowland. I say hello to the future. Thank you for asking. I'm doing very well. I'm working lots of sessions with clients with all kinds of stories life can just write. You don't need to be anyone who is a film producer because life is really another thing. So stories can happen to all of us. And I'm so happy to be of help and to serve. And I'm just so passionate about it. And how are you, sweetheart? I am great. Thanks, Daisy. I've been working my little butt off down here and also gearing up not only for the launch of the podcast that we are actually recording right now and you guys will be listening to, but also because we are doing some really fun, amazing stuff that's going to help our tribe in our Facebook group, Dream Life Believers. And so we're really excited about prepping all that and getting it ready. We're actually creating a Dream Life Roadmap and we're going to take everybody in the group through it to help them. There's no fees or charges or anything like that to be involved. You just got to come on over and participate. We're really, really excited about that. And which brings me to today's topic because one of the very recent reasons I created the Bald Warrior Movement and this Facebook group and eventually this podcast is because I am passionate about helping people change their lives, change their mindsets. And for me, the start of that for my own life was learning how to stop self-sabotaging. It's such an important lesson in life to figure out why we do it and how we can change that behavior. Wouldn't you agree, Daisy? I am so, so grateful that you picked yet another fantastic topic that we're going to discuss and share with the world because we have listeners around the globe and we have people in that Facebook group from around the globe and we're consistently growing. I'm personally very, very honored to be part of this and support this group that existed long before I came along. And Kathy and I just realized that we have a super, super important common denominator, which is really the passion to help others that comes from many different aspects of our own lives when we needed help and may have not received it. Or when we received help and then finally had a breakthrough. And that is just our point of view, our perception and our perspective and our vision to pay forward, to pay forward and change one life at a time. Every morning, starting with ourselves and sharing that with all you and sharing that around the globe. Yeah, absolutely. We're both really passionate about helping you guys out there. And we're using our own experiences and our own lessons and training to help you guys. 
So we are really excited to talk about self-sabotage today. It is something that everybody in the world does at some point or another. It is one of our common denominators as human beings is that we self-sabotage. And self-sabotage comes in many, many forms. There are obvious ones and there are not so obvious ones. But at the end of the day, what it really means is our subconscious is getting in our own way. So let's dig in a little bit, Daisy. Can you help our listeners understand why we self-sabotage? Well, I do believe it all starts with the conditioning. And that starts quite early on. When we are born, we are just like these pure little earthlings arriving here into this world. And the stage is all set. So everything was already there when we arrived. So our parents already had their emotional burden, their emotional triggers, their emotional challenges. And we are born into that environment and we grow up in that and learning coping mechanisms without even being aware what's going on, because for us, that's the standard. Now, there's a very simple example that I like to mention also with clients one-on-one. We do not learn by what is told, but we learn by imitation. And that has a lot to do with the brain and the mirror neurons and so forth. And we learn so much earlier than we start speaking or interacting actively, consciously with our surroundings, with our relatives and the neighbors and then kindergarten teachers or siblings. And we imitate. There's a very simple example that we can see when you see little children in the playground and they just pick up this tiny little wooden stick and they start to pretend as if they were smoking. No one told them, pick up that stick and pretend as if you were smoking. No, they saw it from some adults, what they were doing, and then the children just think that is cool. That is such a great example. I did that myself as a child, not with a stick, with the little lollies in Australia. and get these little lollies and they used to be called fags. Yes. And we thought we were so cool when we went down the shop and we got these little lolly things and we pretended to smoke like a lot of the adults in our lives we saw do. And no one told you to do it. So that is already a very, very good state of mind when we recognize, okay, not everything I'm doing, I'm doing because I was taught or I was told how to behave in specific situations, but we learn by observing. Now, the self-sabotage, most of our parents were not exempt from that. So they had their own little self-sabotage games. And it really starts with the tiny little things. For example, when I ask you, how are you? And let's say you have a pain somewhere in your body, your toe, your head, your ears, your belly, it does not matter. And you just say out of polite and proper manners, you just say, yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. But in the meantime, you're suffering to a degree. That already is a self-sabotage. So it does not necessarily need to be something really big. When we speak to a client or we hear someone telling us a story that, yeah, my husband, you know, he beats me up. And if he doesn't beat me physically, then he beats me up verbally. And if he doesn't beat me up verbally, then he gives me the silent treatment and then I'm hurt emotionally. We were not born with accepting that because when we were little babies, we were shouting out quite loud when we needed something. And most of the times we were, at least in the first couple months, surrounded by people who really were concerned about our well-being. So we were not born to not speak up for ourselves. We were not born with a program that you don't deserve it or you're not worthy. 
we had joy with ourselves. We were sucking on our own toes when we were little babies and we were sucking our own fist and we felt that it's just awesome and cute and wonderful and sweet and we just had joy with our own body. So where did that sneak in that at some time later on we started feeling embarrassed about our own body? Where did that sneak in? We weren't born like that. Would you agree? I definitely, absolutely agree with that, yes. And then comes the need that we feel that we need to be connected. We need to remain connected. We need to be liked. We need to be loved. And therefore, we start doing a lot of things that actually is self-sabotage already because we wouldn't do it if it was not for that gain of appreciation or acceptance from the outside. And I truly believe that everything starts from within, from the inside, from the self. So now, but what is self? Many people are not even connected with that anymore. Self is you, who you are. You're an emotional being, your physical being, your mental being, your spiritual being, and your sexual being. Now, who are you? And we speak about that in another podcast. Who are you? You are how you behave. Now, when I'm kind and loving towards myself, then I probably have a better connection with self. And I don't mean it in any shape or form in an egotistical way. No, we're talking about, you know, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-worth. They're all basic human needs, right? And then comes in our cute little self-talk. Because we humans, on average, we have 70,000 thoughts a day. Most of them are not very kind. So we are harsh within ourselves. We are a bully within ourselves. We are grumpy within ourselves. And who is listening? Because let's say I'm properly raised. If you have nothing to say kind, don't say a thing. Don't say anything at all. That is right. So I keep my grump hmm, within me and I keep the aggression within me and I keep that suffering within me and this little energy vampire is sucking my energy consistently every time when I say something not kind to myself. Now, most of the time when I speak to people and work with them, they are so much harsher and harder on themselves as they would be to anyone else. Because probably in the society, they would be kind of judged and outsourced kind of thing. But we within ourselves, we cannot run away from ourselves, but nobody sees when I treat me poorly within. Let's say I leave the oven on and I say, oh, and I'm already five miles away. Oh, I'm so stupid. What an idiot. And I did it again. Nobody hears it, but it's here going on within me. That's not kind. So we want to start to stop being rude, cruel, grumpy, aggressive, bullying within ourselves. That's where we can start. I think that if you don't know if you're doing this to yourself, to help bring yourself a little self-awareness, imagine you were speaking to your best friend and would it be okay? Mm -hmm. And if it's not, then, then you have your answer. Very good. I like that very much. I like using that metaphor as well. And then when they still don't get it, because let's say they're kind of used to being unfriendly to their friends, but they call them so-called friends. And I say, let's say you have an identical twin, an identical twin. How would you treat your identical twin in this very situation when they are heartbroken or when they forgot the oven? when they went through the red light 
when they are late for an appointment or when they are way too early. What would you say to your identical twin? And most of the time that is when we humans can realize, wow, wow, I do that to myself constantly. And when we want to change that, that's the first step that we realize that we're doing it. And also what we can do, which is a great, great tool, make a list of 10 really, really good thoughts. For example, when you're a basketball player and you just, you know, this one shot and yes, and there it's in the basket and yes, and write that down so you know. Or when you achieved something that was quite a challenge or you were working on it since a while. Or the little things. Hey, you know what? I was really kind, although I didn't feel so great, but it was okay and it was lovely to be kind. And I appreciate that within me. So make a list of 10 little things, big things that are really, really positive thoughts. Next time you catch yourself when you say, oh no, I'm so stupid. Again, I forgot to switch off the oven or I forgot to switch low the AC or I forgot to lock the door or oh, I forgot my phone at home. Or whatever that is, there are so many possibilities to make a mistake nowadays and start embracing these mistakes. Is it really such a big deal or were we taught that it's a big deal? Isn't it okay that you, from time to time, during a day that is 24 hours, that you sometimes forget to call the person back or you delete mistakenly this email or you throw something away or you spill the milk or you spill your coffee? Isn't that okay? Well, let's look at it from the other side because this is just amazing when you look what the brain is doing that we reach out towards a glass, let's say with water, and we are capable of grabbing it. First of all, our eyes, they see everything upside down. And then our brain somewhere converts it so that it appears that up is up and down is down, although it's not. And then we are capable of grabbing the glass, lifting it up, and the goal is to take it closer towards your mouth. And then, wow, you reach the goal. And then You can tilt it a little bit backwards and then you drench your thirst and then you're capable of swallowing it. Now, really, this is phenomenal what a great, great work our body is capable of doing. And we never appreciate it. How that? We do. We take it for granted, don't we? Yes. And you see when you work with people who just had an accident or are in rehabilitation or had a stroke, that they can start to appreciate the tiniest little steps. Hey, I was able to wink at you. Did you see that? Yeah, I can wink at you. Or, hey, look, I can sit straighter than a week ago. So without having the need to get a huge wake-up call from life, we can wake up in a gentle way by starting to become more aware what's going on within ourselves, that when a person has, let's say, I say it, I know you may say, Daisy, why did you have to say it? Let's say a person has diarrhea. Great. Your body is responding to something it's not compatible with at this very moment. Great. Shows you that your body functions well. Of course, if you have it over a longer period of time, you need to check what you can do differently. Mm, but it's about listening to your body in the first place, right? Because, you know, you have that because it's trying to purge something. You've taken something in that didn't agree with it. And it's about awareness of our own bodies and our actions. And it's the same with stopping self-sabotage. Yes, and that's where it starts. So, for example, when you need to go to the bathroom, how many of you out there, listeners, 
sometimes procrastinate to get up to the bathroom. Maybe because, oh yeah, it's just one more minute on the news or that movie, the end of the movie, I don't want to miss it. Or because it's just so comfy on the couch and we don't listen to our body. Please start being kind to your body. It always tells you what it needs when you listen. How often is it that you don't go to bed, although you're exhausted? Go to bed. Go to bed. You would not do that. Usually when people have pets, like little cute kitten like you have, like Peppa, or somebody has a cute little dog or a puppy dog, and then they would never keep the dog awake when you see that they're sleepy. You say, oh, look how cute, they're sleepy. Oh, shh, shh, let them sleep, don't wake them up. But we would do exactly the opposite towards ourselves. Stop doing it. Because what you have the power to do, you also have the power not to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. And I think that we could give them a quick exercise, if you don't mind me jumping in with one, Daisy. Sure. My first exercise that I think people out there should do who are struggling with negative self-talk is to start capturing it. When you find yourself thinking these things, write them down and then write the opposite of what the negative thought is and say it out loud. And let's reprogram our brains by having self-awareness, by doing the exercise, it gets it out of your head onto paper. Then you're consciously doing the opposite. So taking an, a positive spin on it and then putting in some actual positive self-talk to replace the negative self-talk. And the more you do this, catch yourself and write it down, the more you're going to realize how often you're doing it and the more aware you'll be of it in order to stop doing it to yourself so much. I mean, like, it is a fact that over years and years of conditioning, and I especially see this with my own mum, she has been doing negative self-talk for many years. And when I see her do it, it's really hurtful because I love her so much and I don't think she deserves to talk to herself that way. So I think we just need to remember that love starts with you and you need to be kind to yourself. If you can't love yourself and be kind to yourself, how are you going to do it with everybody else in your life? I so agree. And I think the exercise that you mentioned is really helpful. What we can do in addition to that is in the evening... Before you go to bed, sit there and write down three things that you did well this day. And if it's only a simple thing that, yeah, I went to work today and I drove there accident-free and I arrived there on time, or I made that phone call that I really was hesitant to do because I felt uncomfortable, but I did it anyways, or something as simple that, wow, the dinner I made or the coffee I made this morning was really delicious. And then the last thing that you read before you switch off the lights, no phones close by, please, because the radiation, we don't want to do that. Electrosmog is very real. We want to read that, the last thing, before we close our eyes and switch off the lights. So we already prime our sleep with some positive things because the body-mind connection is inevitable. These three little things will change the quality of sleep over time. The next morning, when you wake up, the first thing that you're reading, no matter how much you need to go to the bathroom, then take that little piece of paper with you and allow these three little things to be the first thing that goes into your mind so you prime your day. The next evening, you expand it with one more 
or two more or three more. Because what we want to do, we want to self-sabotage ourselves in a positive way. It's the same action, just like a spiral. You can go upwards or downwards. Become the master of your mind. Once you have the tools, you will realize that it is quite simple when you have the know-how and the how-to. And that's what we are sharing with you. Absolutely. I mean, it is really simple when you are given the tools and the exercises and the guidance to do it in a way that doesn't need to be life-wrenching, right? We don't need to completely overhaul everything going on. We don't need to change everything about ourselves. It's more of a tweak thing, I think, isn't it, Daisy? (laughs) Well, it is like when I go and let's say I paddle in the kayak, I'm the same person who I am, but I'm kayaking at that time instead of, let's say, being grumpy with myself. Or when I go to the grocery store, I'm still the same person, but I'm shopping groceries. Or when I'm sitting in my car, I'm still the same person driving in my car. When I sit with my bathtub, I'm sitting in my bathtub, still the same person doing different things. So you are not threatened in your personality. You can remain who you are, but you will become a kinder you. Lovely. I love it. I love it. So make sure you join us on Facebook, guys, in our group. Right now it's called Dream Life Believers, but we have decided to do a bit of a name change and it is going to be called Dream Life Creators. But if you search Bold Warrior, you will find us because that's me. I'm all over Facebook as Bold Warrior. So do come on over and join us. We can't wait to have you and actually help you start making these changes in your life. And I think that that's our episode for today. We will see you again really soon with another topic that we hope can really help you evolve and change and make yourself a better person. That's right. Easily, gently, in a friendly way and in a loving environment. So that's from us so far. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution Podcast. Make sure you like our podcast, comment and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. Share with your friends and loved ones. Leave a comment and reach out to us with questions and how we can help you change your life. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Talk to you next time.